Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. You know what that little jingle means. It means it's time for Tennis Bets Live. And I uh, get to hang out with my guys here. I'm Danny Clevenger. Brett Connors is below me. To the left there, we've got Money Mitch. And gentlemen, it's been quite a while since I've gotten to talk to the both of you. So quick catch up. How's everybody doing? Just exhausted by the amount of tennis that we've been having uh, since the start of the year? Yeah, lots of tennis. Uh, we were down under. First Grand Slam of the year was, uh, was a lot of fun. And then we dive back into five tournaments a week. A lot of action, pretty much 24 hours a day going around the clock with uh, nonstop tennis. So uh, I'm ready to talk some gambling now. I miss you guys. Yes. Yeah, Brett, Danny, awesome. Pleasure is always all mine when I get to hang out with you two. Um, this is crazy. It's unprecedented, right? Because we're literally, there's no break in the tennis channel air. It's just live action nonstop. Uh, it's kind of good. I think there's something for everybody. It's kind of like a buffet spread out there. you know. You well, well that's the interesting thing. So many different continents, right? And then also, you it's right there at the graphic at the bottom. you got indoor hard, outdoor hard. you got clay. Uh, it's like, take your pick. What's your favorite surface to watch? you got a little bit of everything. So make sure you guys are headed on over to Tennis Channel to watch the action um, throughout the day, all day, every day, because uh, that seems to be how it's working over here. So these two have, have been on zero sleep. So Clearly, they're going to give us some great wagers. Um, let's start with Iga Sviantek and talk about her dominance over there in Doha because she has dropped just eight games um, over five matches. Mm. I'm sorry if you can hear those. Apparently, I was the person in the last couple seconds. Um, but she's just dropped eight games over five matches in the Middle East, and Pagula was the only person to get a game in a single set during that stretch. Of course, we saw it in the final um, when Iga beat her a 6-3 in the first set. But it's been – we had some question marks, like would she be fine coming back after a disappointing Australian Open? Uh, she seems to be uh, just dandy, and you don't get much value on her if you look at some futures on her in the French. But what has stood out to you, Brett? Yeah, about, about Iga, um, I like the way that she's turned it around. You know, like started off the year with a couple of losses, a little surprising, uh, losing so easily to Pagula and then taking the loss to Rybakina and, and at AO. Um, but those are two pretty quality losses. I mean, you have to feel like uh, those are maybe two of the three, four best players in the world, especially the last few months. So the way she's been able to kind of reset, take a little time off and then come back and then just get right back to work has been impressive. Um, the fact that the scheduling and some of the other players pulling out or giving her some, uh, some walkovers is a bummer for us because we're not getting to see as much of her as possible. But, I mean, she looks strong, and, and we know this, this is kind of the time of year last year where she lost off to Panko in the finals uh, of Dubai and then went on and ripped off, you know, 30-something wins and a bunch of tournaments uh, ending with a French Open. So I've, I've just been impressed of how she's been able to kind of, you know, listen to the voices, the, the critics, and, you know, maybe saying some stuff. Is she, is she yeah. ready for this year? And uh, she's been great. Brett, don't you feel like everyone talks about how some of these tennis matches last super long and it's just dragged out? And she's, the fastest player. she's the fastest <laughs> player on either tour. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Downhill fast. Bagels. Downhill fast. And what I love about her, too, you, you touched on it, but 
she's never letting the moment get to her. She's got all this pressure. She's defending more points than basically anyone in the last like five or six years, mm -hmm. going back to like Serena level. And you don't ever feel like she's mentally cracking. Even in the match she lost to Rabakina, which looks like a better loss, given how Rabakina had gone forward since then. But she's never really playing like herself out of a match. So I think I love the fact that she's kind of, kind of always got her head in. And yeah, I don't know what it is about the Middle East, but you're exactly right. This is where it all started last year, where she went on the heater. She's going into the Sunshine Devil, defending both those titles. And yet, I would ask the question, and we'll, we'll put it up here on the graphic to both of you guys. Who's her top contender? Is there one? Uh, like, how do you not say it's not Arena Sabalenka? She's undefeated in 2023. Mm, I mean, to me, that's yeah. the person that, uh, I mean, I guess you could say Pagula at least got a couple of games mm -hmm. off of her, but having just watched that match in the final, you have less and less confidence that even she, who's been on a heater, can slow her down. Uh, I think Arena Sabalenka and the way that she's been playing, I guess, seems to be the biggest competition. But even saying that, mm -hmm. I don't really know if I even believe it. I mean, Mika is so dominant. Yeah, yeah. I got. I do, Brett, just have a stat for you here, uh, and this is pretty good for Sabalenka this year to start. You have to go back to Serena to find someone that went 13-0. Right. Uh, so I would say I would agree with you, Danny. I think on hard court, 100%, it's Sabalenka. Maybe if Rabakina keeps it going, it's her. But we're going to have to go surface to surface, and we know with Clay coming up, that, that might be where the gap's the widest between her being in the field. But is a good choice and probably the right one. Yeah, um, I like Savvy too. We talked before in the past about wanting someone to kind of step up and be that number two, you know, consistent and, you know, say, hey, next up is, is three up for grabs. And uh, was talking to our boy Alex Gruskin today, and we kind of said there's like three players on the women's tour that kind of seem like are on the, the A tier, the, you know, the one tier. It's like uh, Swiatek, obviously. And then we said Sabalenka, because obviously coming off AO, answering a lot of questions, you know, only giving up two sets on the year, coming back from a set down the way she did. Um, and then Rybakina, you know, she's yeah. got a slam, she comes back, gets to another final. She looks like she's going to be a problem for a lot of people for a long time. She has yeah. a serve when she's playing well, she kind of takes the racket out of your hand. So I think, and then Pagula is like right on the edge. Yeah. Like you're kind of waiting for like she one more good. good grand slam result from Pagula, maybe another, uh, you know, semi or a final, or I mean, if she wins, obviously, but it seems like those three well, have kind of separated themselves as, uh, as the best contenders. Yeah, I wanted to get to the stat because I think it's something along the lines of Pagula has made the quarterfinals of like almost every hard court like big event. Yeah. So you know you can count on her to win a couple matches, but there are still, I think I would agree with that breakdown, like Savalanka or Bacchino a little below or a little above Pagula because I just don't know in the biggest match. But she's winning two right. or three How every time. Is it? Think about the just the persona of both the Shiantek and Rubakina. Like it's so chill mm -hmm. we're just watching this chill tennis and uh these these women are coming off as winners where i you know sabalink is a little yeah. bit different it's a little bit fiery a little right. bit more personality on the court um yeah. which i think for from a viewer from a fan standpoint really fun to watch but if you want just clinical great tennis yeah. obviously you're looking at um Striantek and that match today, Savalenka and Ostapenko, Brett. I know you saw it. it was just Me. it was typical. It's an Ostapenko match, yeah. Where yeah. the first sets the kitchen sink, and then Savalenka. I guess if anything, it proves that Savalenka has kind of grown a little mentally. She had a bad set, but she's also knowing that the player on the other side of the net can go hot and cold very quickly. So she just stayed yeah. in it, you know, bide her time, and then won easily. So yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. I think you could actually get value in the Savalenka ego matches coming up. We'll have to see what. You know, if they do yeah. play in this tournament, especially what the lines are. But 
Yes, yeah, that is live. Yeah, and that um, match today against Ostapenko, they're kind of very similar players. I mean, Ostapenko's serve's not as good as Savvy, but they both go for broke. You know, they're the ones kind of going for the shot first. You know, they can, you know, take the racket out of your hand too, uh, like, like Rabakina. Um, but uh, the one thing about Pagula, where I think she's just, it hurts her a little. She kind of doesn't have that big weapon, mm-hmm. you know, where, where Savvy and uh, Elena have the serve. You know, and the serve plus one, and Swiatek's got you know five or six different weapons that you can <laughs> right. carve you up. <laughs> yeah, take your pick. So I think that's the one thing where it's like if you're going to beat seven people in a row, she's kind of moved into that like Halep yeah. role, yeah. where she's like a top five person where you're like she can win any tournament she gets into. Yeah. But maybe she's going to have to have the draw break her way a mm-hmm. little, or you know maybe get some you know players that don't have such a big serve or so many. Players. Yeah, and Iga defends so well, like elite elite level. I feel like you have to have those weapons. You have to be like a Rabakina Ao or Sabalenka. We know has maybe the best power in in the sport on the women's side. I mean, I think that that's what's going to take to beat her. But yeah, if you're if you're making it deep into the, these events, the draw could break your way one year, and you could you know figure figure it out. So. Right. Um, it's Definitely. exciting. But I know on the heels of that, Brett, because we got to talk about this because it's a great lead in. One of your best bets of the day <laughs> is that Sabalenka match, but not the way that we were just talking about. Really? Tell me more. I need you to explain yourself. <laughs> you are okay. That's um, a juicy wager. That's couple... the only reason you're going after it is because it's plus 230. Don't you, lie. Right. Dangerously. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. And then I saw the way that Sabby started today. Ostapinko was playing great, but Sabby kind of had maybe. Yeah. And like <laughs> Krejcikova feels like she's been, she hasn't been great this year. She's like only five and four, but she won a few matches at AO and she feels like she's kind of trending back. She was hurt for a while. She won a tournament late in October in her home country, picked up a big win over fellow countrymen and another, and also a Grand Slam champion, Petra Kvitova today. So I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure she's going to win, but plus 230 is a pretty nice number. And Sabby, you never know. Like she got Lauren Davis early, which is a kind of she was a lucky loser, so it's kind of like you know she's gonna maybe overpower her. And then Ostapenko struggles a little today, so Krychikova might be her kind of first you know real test where she's gonna have to grind a little bit. Krychikova likes to you know hit some more ground strokes, so maybe Krychikova gets up a set. And like you said, there there might be some hedge opportunities with a little back and forth breakfast. You never know. They they played in Linz in 2020, and it was a tight three set match that Sabalenka did win. I know yeah. Krychikova was riding. It was actually that would have been before the French, so before she was kind of a bigger name. But well, the values there. Because I I would have taken the three set wager over a yeah. over yeah. A, a victory. That that's cool too. Uh, that that might have some uh, some good. Might be like also. a plus one forty five situation. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just always wonder, like Sabby, that's her biggest tournament win ever. You know, mm-hmm. wins Australia. And I always just wonder like how players are going to do like in their next mm-hmm. tournament back and the next, you know, couple matches. And, you know, she looked good, handle business first round, you know, a little hiccup today. So you never know, like, it's just, she has to reset and she goes through mm-hmm. all the stuff and doing press and everything, giving her all this attention and probably a little bit of a relief having been kind of known as the best uh, player not to have a grand slam yet on the WTA. So, you know, it could be a little back and forth and uh, might have a little value. Could be. Yeah. Like it. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. 
Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Any other bets that we want to go over? I guess there's just one quick one. I, I wanted to hear what you guys have to say about this matchup tomorrow for the right to play Iga with the walkover. I That's stared at this one about. this morning uh, for live on the line on Valley Sports. <laughs> um, man, the way I would have played this one probably was keys to get a set. There was actually not too much value there. You had to lay like a, a 145 or something for keys mm-hmm. to get a set in this one. Uh, it's tough. I, I lean towards golf, so I would probably make a play on games or something to get better value. Uh, yeah, this one's tough just because I, I went against Keys today. I threw uh, Azarenka in a parlay and woke up to the bad news. The pass out parlay, boom, gone quick uh, mm-hmm. today. So I don't know if I want to get burnt again. <laughs> I just might sit back and enjoy that yeah. one. But Keys kind of looks maybe second best in the tournament besides I've- Ego. Don't you feel like she's always good as a, like she's worth it as an underdog. She's terrifying as a favorite. Like that's kind of where Madison keys is in the, in the action. Yeah. Cause she has the game to yeah. win or, you know, if, it, if it's gone, it's not going to go well. I, I just think that's fascinating. Yeah. And she's similar to, to like Sabby and Ostapenko, Rabakina, where she's going to go for the winner before you do, you know, and mm-hmm. if she's winning, if she's hitting it, it's going to be a long day for you. But if she's missing, you might just want to keep the ball in play and let her keep missing. So. Well, I want to get to I want to get to one of Danny's bets because oh, I was well, going to say let's go to another All American matchup. This one <laughs> happening in Mexico. Uh, Katie McNally yeah. and Katie Volinets. Uh, honestly, Volinets still to this day the best name in all of tennis. Just my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But they're both reaching a career high this week, regardless of the result. Mm-hmm. Um, this is happening here pretty soon. So if you wanted, I would I would jump on it. But they did play once before. And it was also mm-hmm. in Mexico in Guadalajara, and it went to three sets. So on the show today, we had to make like a bold wager. I took it to go three sets here on these purposes. I would just say over 20 and a half games, expect a competitive match. Yeah. I mean, we saw Volumenets make it pretty far third round of the Australian open as yeah. a qualifier. I mean, she's playing great tennis. Obviously McNally's the favorite in this one, just because her resumes may be a little bit more packed mm-hmm. um, from previous performances, but I think this could be pretty competitive. They played two, three. They've each played a three-set match already in this tournament too. Mm-hmm. So I think that bodes well for you. Um, I don't know, yeah. but what do you think the conditions too? I know you were looking at this tournament as well, and it's tougher yeah. to predict. So maybe heavy matches is the play down there. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, McNally had a long match. I feel like that might have been like three hours <laughs> or something like that. Volley nets is. I was lucky enough did uh, the juniors, the the women's juniors down in um, San Diego three yeah. four years ago, and volley nets was. She won or maybe was runner up. I can't remember, but I remember watching her and thinking like, she's a pretty good player. You know, she's, she's a little undersized, you know, I didn't know if she'd make it on tour, but she's good. I mean, she comes Mm -hmm. up now, she's winning matches, she grinds, she stays in there. And so that could be a fun one to watch and just, you know, kind of sit back at three sets. Well, all American affairs that are fun to watch. Uh, yeah. Mitch, if, if you're up for it, I'd like to switch to men's. You good? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think we should go to the clay in South America because I want to talk about Alcaraz, who has had his match in, interrupted. Brett's second bet, his second and final best bet of the day is in that tournament. It's another underdog surprise. This guy Does just he have to do with Alcaraz? Oh, no. No, no he likes Pedro Martinez, the tennis player, to win yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, plus 195. Yeah, uh, we don't, this one. yeah, this is not exactly like I like Martinez. I haven't looked at this match much, but you know me, I'm an underdog better. I see plus 200 and I see Jari who hasn't been playing much. He hasn't been getting a lot of main tour matches. Uh, who did he beat in the first round? Can you guys remind me? 
Lorenzo. Yeah, Lorenzo I think that's Musetti. right. Uh, Lorenzo yeah, Musetti. No. He killed yeah. Lorenzo Musetti. And we all know what Lorenzo Musetti's reputation is on the tennis bet show. You avoid him. You avoid, never bet him as a favorite. It's a little inconsistent. A little inconsistent. One of the one of the best guys, uh, most talented young players, love his backhand and everything, but he's a tough bet because he'll lose for you. So if Jari beats Musetti easily, and I don't put a lot of stock in Musetti right now, I might think that Jari might be susceptible to a letdown win. I, I, yeah, you know what? I have something on this too. I wanted to just bring up. Jari is the two is a two to one favorite, and he qualified for this tournament. <laughs> that's <laughs> nuts. So, that's giving so, zero respect whatsoever to Martinez. Yeah, like but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, good for him, I guess. But yeah, I think this is one where you kind of you play the odds. I mean, there was there was weather issues all last night, so we're kind of log jam with some matches. But I mean, this looks to be Alcaraz's tournament to win, like last week was. And I love the fact that if he wins this, he's tied identical ranking with points. With Novak Djokovic. Yeah, yes. with his ranking points. And uh, I was just reading before we hopped on here that it looks like, you know, Novak Djokovic holds the the tiebreaker, so to speak, on yeah. and staying world number one. But, yes, he'll be deadlocked if he's able to defend his title at Rio. Uh, I mean, guys, it had been three months since we saw him in action. Honestly, in, the, in Argentina – it, had he lost at any stage, we would have been like, eh, it's okay. He's it's his first tournament back. Yeah, and then he wins yeah. it. Yeah. I, I just I don't know how you don't sprinkle. I'm all about like taking a look at these futures for the French Open. Uh, you realize it's a little mm -hmm. early. There's a lot of this uh, summer swing to be played, but we're talking about Clay and we're talking about Carlos Carlos Alcaraz who had three months off and still won his next tournament. And we're yeah. talking about him potentially defending Rio again. I why not take him? What, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's weird too is I think Alcaraz and Djokovic are, are sitting for RG. What I saw in that same range, like plus one sixty ish. It's weird to say, but I feel like that's the best you're going to get for both of these guys going. I forward. think I grabbed Carlos at plus two fifty. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't right. think it's going to get any better than that. Yeah. Uh, so I would jump on it soon, for yeah. sure. But yeah, the more. Uh, the, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you, Brett, if you thought that he was going to. Well, you know, we're talking about Clay right now, which is what he grew up on. What, will you think it will translate when he gets to America? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, especially if his first hardcore tournament is going to be Indian Wells. I mean, everyone knows the buzzword we've all been talking about the last couple of years there. Gritty courts. Slow mm -hmm. and gritty is the way to go in Indian Wells. So, mm -hmm. And he's had success. He played there pretty well there last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's not going to skip a beat coming back uh, in Indian yeah. Wells. He'll, he'll have a decent draw, have a couple matches to play himself into it. And so... Semi last year against Nadal, pro I mean, I would say maybe, probably wins that match if it's not the windiest day of the, of the right. calendar, and then wins Miami. So and then goes and wins Miami. Exactly. I mean, I it's it's tough to bet against him, but I just want to see those matchups with Djokovic, see Sitsipas get a crack at him again, see the top end Taylor Fritz who's going to be in the top five next week. Yeah, Let's see if he can keep it going. I mean, that's. Nice. Nice it's good for the Americans. First American in 14 years in the top five. So yeah, 2009, I was graduating high school that year, guys. That was All back right, when the was in the top five. Yeah, let's, let's not, we won't do the age checks. 11, 11 American men in the top 50. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. strong. That's strong very right strong. There. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. zero in on Fritz for just a second, because obviously he's not playing this week, but he started six and one um, over the last two weeks on home soil. Really did really well. Walk away with that Delray beach um titles fifth tour level uh trophy and fourth in the past 12 months like this kid has had a year to say the mm -hmm. least and uh you take yeah. a look at all those next gen uh that whole next gen kind of camp of of players 
they're really starting to make quite a bit of noise and be right yeah. there in every single tournament. But do you guys think that Fritz has a chance of repeating what he did in Indian Wells? I would say I would say he has a chance. I don't. I, I guess I just got to kind of see how he looks, Brett. But one thing about him is the consistency. It's why I think he's going to be the top ranked American for at least I'd say a, a solid year or two at least. Because yeah. I don't think as great as these other Americans have played at times, no one does it pretty much week in week out like he does. So I think he's a safe bet to get to the third round, get to the quarterfinal range, and then it's we'll see what the draw is. Anything can happen, but. Solid bet to win a few matches, I would say. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays with the pressure of knowing he has all those points. That's mm-hmm. you know going to be new to him a little bit. But yeah, it's refreshing to see an American man. You know, we've said the women have been so good with Serena Venus and, and Sloan, all these players, mm-hmm. Cannon winning slams over the years. But to have some men on this on the in the top 10 and the top 20 having a chance to compete at slams is great. I think the one guy who could give him a run for his money if he stays healthy which seems to be a big if, is is our guy Sebastian Corda. Mm. Uh, I love his game, but, I mean, Fritz. Fritz is a solid number five, and, yeah. you know, sights are moving up. So. Francis Tiafo in that conversation. He's joining him in the in the top 20. But uh, I know I talked to Francis right before his <laughs> celebrity all-star appearance because, you know, as the former basketball player over here, yeah, that's, jump shot was going pretty well. So It, it wasn't good. I, I don't know if he gave him. I hope he didn't tell him. Quite a bit uh, from day one. So you got to give him a okay. shout out for working hard. But he said it himself that he's been on the basketball court far more than the tennis court recently. Do you think that's going to hurt him at all? I think he's pretty balanced, Brett. Like when you say he seems like he's pretty much together. I actually think he's grown a lot in terms of being consistent. I mean, the, the thing were what, the dips, right? The five-minute dips and matches that kind of caught him. Yeah. And yeah. he's definitely more consistent than he's ever been. Um, I just confidence has to be it like yeah. sky, sky, sky high, which says yeah. something. Yeah. And this is the first time he's played in these American tournaments with some real momentum too. So mm-hmm. we'll see, you know, he's popular everywhere he goes, especially at home. Yeah. I think he's, he's kind of streaky. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if, if, if the forehands is working and, and, you know, serving well and, you know, cause he's so fast gets to everything, you know, like he's just, I think he's kind of a little bit of that streaky player, but yeah, I mean, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch in, the, in these upcoming American tournaments. Well, I want to get to I want to get to Danny's other bet of the day because yes. I was staring at it. I'm like, it's growing on me the more I look at it. But we're going yes, up another tournament, another opportunity. Uh, Iruaheka win one set against Rublev minus one forty. Hey, Rublev has been been the comeback king, but he has been winning in straight sets. No, so and he well. dro- he was pushed from Greeks for in that first match came got, came back from a set down, but these two actually played in Serbia last year, 2022. It went to three sets. So I, I, just the way that Lehechka has been playing, uh, you know, he, he went three sets with Stefano Tsitsipas in the Aussie open uh, in the quarterfinals. I just think this mm-hmm. is going to be a bit of a baseline slugfest. And I'd probably, uh, I, I don't think I could pick a winner in this one. Cause like you said, yeah. uh, Rublev tends to be a little bit of a comeback King not to mention he's one of my most favorite players on tour. So, uh, I will probably have my bias come in there a little bit, but I, I say that the Laheshka can at least win a set. Brett, is this the next? Is it? Is this the next next gen guy to kind of make an impact? Because it's kind of been a good little trend that, especially the players that play in that tournament, get pretty far, get introduced to the big scene, and then go on to kind of do some things. He, he, the, the Czech kids look good. Like I've been impressed with this game for not really knowing who he was about a year ago. Yeah, who did he beat today? Lahechka, it was followed up a pretty good win with another good win. With today, another good win, it's, yeah. it's escaping. He beat Rusevori in straight sets. So. Right. That was who that was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I took the over on, on games. <laughs> Pete Felix last week lost the tight one to Sitsipas. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty solid, you know, and, yeah. and he's young enough to where you think there could be some growth there. I yeah. would say I'd feel pretty good. I feel like it kind of has to be the first set would be how I'm feeling. It would probably have he's to played be. a lot of tennis yeah. recently, but no, Rubov's, yeah. Rubov's a little vulnerable. He's a true pro and he's battling out there, but yeah. he's For vulnerable. Sure. He, he, he should have lost that match today. I mean, we did that match earlier and he, you know, uh, saved three match points, you know, kind of looked like he turned, he turned it around and just turned it on in the second and ripped off that, you know, that six, one set or whatever. And you thought like, okay, this is, this is over. But my guy who might be the male version of the best uh, name in tennis, Talon Greek Spore, pretty interesting. It sounds like the game of Thrones or something. It does. Um, <laughs> Um, he, he's pretty good for a guy who's 26. He's, I think he's, you know, top, he's tied for third or something match wins on the year. So he was playing really well for Rublev to turn that around. I think he realized, took him a while to realize this is a 500 and he is Mr. 500. Yeah. So it's time yes. for him to, to, to turn it on. But Lehechka has been good. I mean, I, yeah. to be honest, I wouldn't want to touch anything with Rublev. Even it, today was just, you didn't know until the it, last second. Nervous. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Lehechka could definitely get a set. I mean, the way he's been playing the last two weeks, he's looked great. Yeah, no, that's very that's very fair to say. And I think yeah, – because I don't even – Rublev has had one one match recently where he won in straight sets. I mean, I think it was the uh, Dan Evans match at Aussie. But otherwise, even the matches he's won have been going kind of longer. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah. I, think could, I think it could be pretty good. Watching him, and he looked just frustrated. So, yeah. He yeah, hits. He like hits his. Hits he gets himself. so mad. I swear, he's got to have like marks on his yeah. ankles at some point for how much he hits his racket. It's his bottom of his foot where you're like, yeah. one of those could break a bone in your foot <laughs> or his knee. He hits his knee with the strings. You're like, ah, dude, that looks that looks painful. For someone that's so likable in all his interviews and all that type of stuff, like he surely does just make that switch of getting quite angry at times. Totally. totally. So this is a good strategy. So a lot of underdog talk from Brett, which is no surprise there. <laughs> And Danny likes to just see tennis. So we got overs like and tennis. underdog yeah, sets. And we've got game totals and just, yeah, keep it going. <laughs> no, I think this is good. And I think it's important to kind of know what, what we also said, Danny, about the future market is this might be the best time for some of your major bets because the better Djokovic does, you know, st breaking Steffi Graf's week's number one record next week, Alcaraz and him in Dubai. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Hopefully if we get the first tassel of them this year. Well, I just want to at least leave you guys with this wager. I'm going to give Zach Cohen all the credit in this one. We talked about it on the last Tennis Bets Live. But there's a wager you can make on BetMGM specifically where you can pick how many majors Novak Djokovic is going to win this year. Yeah. You can put it – you can literally say that he wins all four. You can say that he wins three. I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts. You can't post money on any of them, but what do you think? I feel like you have to lock in three for yeah. sure. That's what I feel that. like. Yeah, I feel like three. Zach's got it right. I feel like you got to figure he's going to win Wimbledon, you know. And then if he's playing U.S. Open, probably wins it because he had the revenge on his mind this year at AO. And then French, you think is kind of a little toss up. I, you don't know in the doll. I, yeah. I so this better, Danny. This bet's good all year. It's good all year, but I'm really liking it right now because it's gonna. Yeah. It's only gonna get less juicy. As maybe long. maybe if you're thinking three, you wait until he doesn't win the French, and then you hammer three that he goes back to back Wimbledon U.S. Open. I do feel like three is an option, it's but wild card, which is why you're getting such good odds because I think you can get it like plus two fifty, yeah, three hundred something like that. Oh, if he, if he wins the French, then I mean. 
See, that's that's the crazy thing. I, I feel like it's a good MGM bet to make. Um, Plus five fifty to win all yeah. four. You guys got it? Yeah. I mean, that's worth a fiver for sure. <laughs> worth a fiver. Ego's minus odds to win the French Open on the ladies' side. But, so yeah, I saw that. It's not. She good. will not be a plus. I mean, it, it would take a disastrous bunch of clay court tennis for that to happen. Right. It's going to be tough for her uh, to fall low enough to get some value on her, unless you're like Brett and you just hedge. It's like the yeah. 2015 Serena Williams strategy that was very nice to you of just find her down a set. <laughs> Every time. Every, Every time, time until the last time. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> um, but yeah, there's yeah. some good you, stuff there. You gotta think that number might come down. Like 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 Danny said, if you start like when the players are away, the odds, you know, people aren't betting it. But if Joker comes back, wins Dubai, and then they let him play my uh, Indian Wells in Miami, and he keeps winning, more people are gonna see that bet and maybe start taking it and the odds might go down a little bit. So might want to jump on it now and then like you, if you want to wait and see after the french mitch then you know you can bet more then yeah i mean finding value on novak Djokovic is always a pretty tough task but maybe this is exactly. the way to do it right i mean yeah. i mean all credit to zico for finding that one but it was good yeah one. yeah and just remember too i mean the indian wells and uh and the miami tournaments depending on if Djokovic is is allowed in the country depending that's on if Nadal all plays pay attention to that right and rafa's rafa's status too i mean that's a, another one to discuss too so you could see alcaraz coming in as an overwhelming favorite sounds like we need more tennis bets lives episodes mitch that's what i'm hearing <laughs> oh, yeah anytime anytime we do Wait, two, this two was... quick things to end no, I want to hear one it. shout out to andy murray for this mm -hmm. week have you guys been watching those matches i did been a fun live bet candidate out there if you've been watching uh <laughs> beating zverev today which must have felt yeah, good for him good. i know they have a little history yeah. and then danny seven game parlay eight game parlay please tell me a little bit back about it days. tell me about it yes uh i was at the super bowl uh in arizona we did a show live from the bet mgm sports book and i felt like a lot of pressure like everybody was looking at me and you know i was like you know what i'm gonna make a seven leg money line college basketball parlay and a bunch of people tailed me on it which was a good thing um because that one hit then the next day you know you get cocky and you're like oh that's such a good slate of games let's just add another leg to the party and do an eight legger and it hit back-to-back -back days um very profitable weekend over there uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. So I can't say that that happens often. Also, I don't love a money line uh, parlay, but look at you made some money. So, money. so, so you're oh, paying for dinner. Okay. <laughs> was that, was so that we don't need to get to yeah. yeah, we'll hit the soundboard. Money, yeah. just so money. Oh. So you're paying for dinner, okay? And yeah, Indian Wells, okay? I got, you. I got you. Okay. <laughs> wow, I mean that's impressive. Um, it really is. It'd probably be a little nerve wracking, but at least it wasn't like a huge bet. <laughs> I didn't sweat whatsoever. Just, you know, the tailing part is great. The fact you had people, you hit it and then people tailed you. Tailed you. Yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting. <laughs> You're like I, a genius. I, like. I talked a lot of smack, a lot of crap talking. The the old athlete and me came on right yeah. on back, guys. It doesn't go I, too I think I would have showed up at work the next day in a yellow jersey like it was the Tour de France. <laughs> like I'm just uh, leading the pack. I basically dressed as a dollar bill the next day. No. Um, but guys, this was very fun. Um, we need to do this more often. I swear we could sit here for mm -hmm. another 30 minutes or more and just continue to talk about all these wagers. But we appreciate you joining us here on Tennis Bets Live. Make sure you check out Tennis Channel um, every single day. Watch all the action. Uh, place your wagers. Have some fun. Let us know how you do at Tennis Bets on uh, Twitter. And, of course, check out all the latest uh, information and news on the sport at Tennis.com. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and Brett and Mitch. We will see you next time on Tennis Bets Live.